Hi, this is Jonathan, a.k.a. Roadblock, and I play Jonathan the Muscular, the human wizard. Hi, I'm Jules. I am the rock gnome Bernice Q. Burns. Hi, this is John, a.k.a. That Film Guy. I'm going to be playing your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks, who was, in fact, raised by wolves and is too enamored of ale, wine, and other intoxicants. Hi, I'm Jack Edithil, and I'm playing Travancore, a half-elf archer and the viceroy of Glenmar. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks. Ladies and gentlemen, last time on Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks, the Heralds of Greenest receive a letter from a recently departed Rachel, giving them some details about the house they now own and the Modrons who live there. She has also graciously altered the flow of time in her realm just this once at the behest of an unnamed ally, allowing the party to leave through the teleportation circle they arrived in and be diverted as though they had never left. After indulging in a long rest, a level up, and a very long bathroom visit, our heroes return to the teleportation circle to continue their pursuit of Frulam Mondaith. And that's where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. I'm your DM, Lauren, aka Obocrazy. And tonight I have a can of Coconut Hawa. It's a porter from the Maui Brewing Company, which I've probably butchered. It is very good. Uh, and it was very expensive. I, I don't know. H I W A Hawa? Girl. Yeah, I know. Not my area, but I, the thing I suck at the most is languages. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, listeners at home, uh, enablers, if I'm pronouncing this wrong, go ahead and send me a, a tweet at the Dungeon Drunks Twitter and let me know. Uh, meanwhile, let's see what everybody else is drinking because they'll probably pronounce it correctly. Carlton, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to pronounce it. It's uh, a Shinner Ruby Reed Bird. I'm not sure. <laughs> or I don't know maybe if it was some your pronunciation. Shiner Ruby Red Bird. I don't know. Shiner. <laughs> Uh, Ruby Red Did you Bird really think stuff. I was going to pronounce it correctly after you butchered yours? Yeah, you no. know me better. For all you know, I actually got it exactly right. And oh, I just, but you didn't have the confidence. No, I have zero confidence. Uh, Travancore, what are you drinking? Hello, enablers. The Viceroy's choice this evening, which he might uh, mispronounce uh, accidentally, is a Saranac Kolsch from Utica, New York. Mm, Saranac is good, good stuff. Uh, Jonathan, what are you drinking? Hi, this is Jonathan. I play Jonathan the Magic Muscular, and tonight I am drinking yet another awesome brew from the Coop Brewing Company here in Oklahoma. Or, I'm sorry, Coop Ale Works in Oklahoma City. This is the Spicy Hawaiian. It is a it is a beer flavored with pineapple and habanero. Did you guys mm. plan this to have Hawaiian beers tonight? No, we didn't. Nope. The, yeah, totally, we drink like, out of coconut okay, fat with a plant. So, so I was trying because I was at their brewery not too long ago for yet another board gaming event, and it was a lot of fun. They did not have the cuckoo snoot or the uh, the the chai brown ale, but what they did have was a plum saison, and then this this lovely pineapple Hawaiian brew. I'm uh, pineapple habanero brew. Unfortunately, they ran out of the plum saison while i was there so this was all i could get in a crowler Aww. and it is so fucking good anything with habanero makes me happy basically um uh, and uh bernie what are you drinking i have a mother earth brewery weeping willow wit and it's one of my favorites but i had to give a shout out because last night i was in winston and i got to have foothills brewery again 
And if you are in Winston, you should drink them. And if I had some foresight, I would have actually brought more back with me to drink tonight, but I didn't. It's not like we schedule these things. Yeah, well, I was <laughs> at a bar, and it was I wasn't at the brewery. I was just at a bar in Winston drinking their beer, but yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> Last time we got together, as, as I said, you guys had finally com- recommenced your journey to tracking down Frulam. You guys took the teleportation circle and arrived inside a room on a teleportation circle surrounded by cultists watching as Frulam herself ordered once again your death and closed the door behind her. So tonight we get to start by rolling initiative. I don't know about y'all, but I feel like five pounds lighter. <laughs> I wonder why. I wonder fucking why. All the walking I've been doing with Pokemon Go. Oh, yeah, yes, yes. Didn't yeah, forget to how to roll be... initiative. That's Fuck. fine. Um... <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> oh, dear God. Well, that's interesting. Oh, that's not good. Rut row. No. no. That no. was for Soria, right? Uh, sadly, no. Uh... Guess we drink anyway. Drink! Yeah, technically it is a 20, even if it's not for us. If it makes you feel any better, the other group of bad guys in the room rolled a 2. I got a 20 and a 2. You should just take the average, so and that average can be 100. the roll. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. yeah. And then she will go ahead of them, because Soria has an amazing dexterity. I would hope so, as bird person. <laughs> bird person, no! As, as bard bird person. Okay. Bernie, what's your initiative? 17. And Jonathan? Seven. All right. And Carlton? Uh, lucky number 13. And Travancore and Shadow? 14. So yeah, it looks like Soria goes first. Damn. Oh, thank God it was Soria. <laughs> Soria actually gets to act first because as a bard and as a bird, she's super fast. She's actually going to inspire Carlton. So... Uh, she's gonna sing a little ditty, and Carlton, you get inspiration, so you can add a d6 to an attack, save, or skill check uh, in the next minute. So attack, save, or check? Or skill check, yes. Basically anything except damage, you get to add a d6 to that roll. Okay. Uh, and you can do that anytime in the next minute. Do I have to say I'm gonna use it before I roll? Like, can I roll the d20 been like, oh shit, that sucks, I'm using my d6 as well? Or do I have to say, I'm going to use the 20 and the 6? Uh, you can decide after you've rolled your d20, but before you hear the result. So it's just like... Just like regular inspiration. When you ha- just like regular... Yeah, when you get advantage on stuff, you you have to... You can see what your roll is before you add it, but you have... To, once I tell you whether it hits or not, you're, you can't add it afterwards. Okay, how'd that diddy go? <laughs> All you want to do is hit these guys. And then she is, so the room that you guys are in, everybody is only about 10 feet away and there's only another five feet between them and the wall. So there's not a lot of room. She's going to point to the one that's closest to her, who is a little bit more heavily armed, and she is going to roll a vicious mockery on him because that's what you want to do with a heavily armed man is you want to viciously mock them. Can I, can I do, can I do an impression of what I think that looks like? You can absolutely. Okay. <laughs> and uh, she rolls a natural 20 on her vicious mock. Yes! <laughs> yes! Drink! 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 
Actually, I just did that backwards because he's supposed to roll a saving throw. But you know what? For this case, I'll say that it was an attack because that's just ridiculous. Okay, so he's got a disadvantage on the next attack roll he makes before the end of his next turn. Um, and she's going to do a small bit of damage. To his pride. Uh, so he's going to take six psychic damage. And uh, she is done. And then it is... So the guys that are directly in front of you, including the one that she just attacked, are kind of heavily armored dudes. They're they're wearing beefier armor. They've got swords and shields. They they look like they're in this for the long haul. The ones that are behind you get to go next. They are a bit squishier looking. They were the ones that were actually chanting when you guys arrived. As you show up, they stop chanting because uh, you're surprising. And they are now going to attack. All right. So the one is going to move up to Shadow and Travancore. The other one is going to move up to Jonathan. Uh, The one on Shadow is going to pull out a dagger. And he's going to swipe at Shadow twice with it. Come on, thick bear hide. Well, but I, I'm pretty sure a nine doesn't hit Shadow. That's not going to come. Nope. <laughs> and he rolls the exact same thing twice. So uh, also no. <laughs> so also thick no. bear hide. Bear hide. Bear um, hide. The other one, uh, Jonathan, he actually reaches out with his hand and is going to try to make a melee spell attack on you. Does a 19 hit? Yes. All right. You feel dark necrotic energy pulse up your arm and you're unable to shrug off the effects as he inflicts wounds on you. That's 23 necrotic damage. As he he inflicts some serious wounds on you. Uh, Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, well, inflict wounds is not to be played with. Uh, Bernie. It is your turn. So you've watched as Shadow ducks out of the way of two knife attacks, but this other cultist grabs a hold of Jonathan and just drains the color from his skin. How how close would you say all of these cultists are? Uh, well, I can tell you exactly. The, the two that just went, the two that are not as heavily armored, are within 15 feet of each other. Uh, the one that attacked Shadow is within 15 feet of the uh, the more heavily armored one. Actually, they're both within, they're all kind of within 15 feet of each other, except for the hem- heavily armored ones who are much further away, because they haven't moved up yet. So that's good, because I have been waiting to cast Uh-oh. this spell. I am going to cast Spirit Guardians. Okay. What? Spirit Guardians is kind of cool, if I you remember You call forth spirits to protect you. They flit around you to a distance of 15 feet for the duration. If you are good or neutral, their spectral form appears angelic. If you're evil, they're fiendish. When you cast this spell, you designate any number of creatures you can see to be unaffected, basically everybody in my party. An affected creature's speed is halved in the area, and when the creature enters the area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there, it must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, the creature takes 3d8 radiant damage, if you're good, which is me. Um, on a successful save, it takes half as much. Okay. So 15 feet from there, it's from you. So 5, 10, 
Five, ten. Yeah, they are all within 15 feet of you. So at the start of yeah. their next turn, they're going to start making wisdom saving throws. Also, they look like tiny little Kelly Rollins. <laughs> <laughs> well, the images I'm using are not of Kelly Rollins, but, but I appreciate the thought. For those of you who don't know who she is because you've lived under a rock your whole life, she is a longtime member of Destiny's Child and Beyonce's best friend. Ah, well, these are definitely not friends of Beyonce in any way, shape, or form. So that's your action. The duration is up to 10 minutes, and it's a concentration spell. Yes. Did you want to do anything else, or are you all done? Do I get, like, a... No, I'm good. I mean, you get a bonus action, and you get a movement, if you'd like to do either of those things. Can I heal on a bonus action with my little packy thing, since it's been... Remember, because I have my healer's kit, and it has to have to have taken a rest, and I've taken a rest. It's not you that has to take a rest. It's uh, the person you heal can only... Yeah, but everybody's taken a rest since it's last happened. Uh, If you can use that as a bonus action, then absolutely. I'm going to bonus action 1d6 plus 4 plus my wisdom modifier. So we're going to do that on Jonathan the Magic Muscular so he doesn't die. Yay! My wisdom modifier is, oh my god, so good right now. It should be. That's your... That's your main spellcasting modifier. You get 11 points of health back. You're welcome. Thank you. I did. So now you can't do that to Jonathan again until Jonathan Jonathan takes takes a little rest. Yeah. Bernie, was there anything else you wanted to do? That's everything, my friend. And I look at Jonathan and say, you're welcome. Thanks. Travancore and Shadow, it is your turn. So it occurs to Travancore, the Viceroy of Glenmar, that an arrow isn't always the answer to everything. Sometimes you need two arrows. So I, I, I see my guy for the first time. I can actually launch two uh, arrow attacks. I'm going to do the first one um, at the guy that went after Jonathan Magimuscular. So squishy on the right. Okay. All right. And will 13 hit? 13 just hits. You turn as you see him grab Jonathan and just plant an arrow into his side. Ooh, and this wasn't anything fancy arrow. So let's do my darnage. That's going to be seven damage. Yeah, it hits, and you do seven damage, and he he takes it, and where would you like to put your second arrow? I think I will put the same guy, just because. I'm guessing a nine will not hit, though. Nine does not hit. He sees it coming this time, ducks out of the way. Ugh. All right. Um, I don't want to do any kind of fl- crazy flanky stuff because my ar- my my archer is kind of squishy. So I'm actually debating whether it would make sense for me to to move into flanking with shadow or not. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna move into flanking with the one that's on shadow, so that he gets adva- okay. We get advantage on the next attacks. And with that, I end my turn. All right, Carlton, it is your turn. So, you know how like I dropped off a load before coming here. You think that releasing all that pressure would calm me down? But no, they were fiery, and that pisses me off. So I'm going into a rage. Okay. And then I'm a rage all up on Mister by himself over here next to me. Are we going to call this episode Fiery Opal Poops? We really, well, that was last episode, really. really. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we should have thought that through a little bit, yeah. All right, All Carlton right, so. steps up to to the the veteran next to him in a and rage. And I'm going to go ahead and go frenzied. Okay. So I'll do my first uh, attack. Will a 10 hit? No, They're it clangs armored. right off his armor. Okay, and then I'll do my second. So a 16. 16 just barely hits you. Okay, now I know the threshold for when to save my D six. 
you finally like that first hit kind of gave you an idea of how deep this armor is and then you managed to to swing through it and it will do 10 damage all right after that first one clangs off his armor the second one sinks kind of deep into his hip he winces as you pull you pull the axe back would you like to do anything else i yell at him i hope that cut burns as bad as my asshole <laughs> no one needs to know that carlton no one needs to know that tmi bro Jonathan, it is your turn. All right. I say, Carlton, we'll do our thing next fight. Next fight or next round? Next fight. Okay. And so then I'm like, that's because I don't need to, I don't need to blow my load on you lot. So I put a flaming sphere just to the dude's left. Right, right. Just to the dude's right. That's engaging on me. Okay, so. Uh, Nope, up one. There you go. There we go. All right, your flame is, flaming sphere appears next to the guy who just sapped a bunch of your hit points. And he can make a dexterity saving throw. All right. A uh, 10. He will take some damage. Okay. Nice. <laughs> nice. Damage. I'll drink to that. Cheers. Max damage drink. Nice. Your flaming sphere appears and immediately slams into his back as he was pulling away from, you know, sucking out some of your life essence and just flames lick up his back. And he looks super hurt between the arrows and that. He looks very uncomfortable. Uh, That is all I do because I can't move away without incurring his wrath. This is true. All right. It is the more... So, it is the more heavily Actually, hold on, hold on, hold on. I just remembered that I have an extra attack, and I didn't use it. So next time, I get three. I get three. All right. Next time actually, you get three, hang on. Jonathan, I'm what are you doing? I'm going to move south one square. South one square. All right, so you are now technically flanking with your ball of death. I am. I'm trying to. I'm going to try and get him to move away, because if he stays almost, if he, if he wants to stay where he is, well, he's going to be hurting. He's going to be hurting. But first up, it is the heavily armored dudes. Who's starting their turn inside my Kelly Rowland magical angel sphere. They are. So uh, tell me what damage they're about to take. Um, they need to do a wisdom saving throw. Oh, okay. So here's the one next to Carlton. That's a 10. Nope. The other one is an 8. Nope. <laughs> All right, three D8 radiant damage. Plus, is it plus anything? No, just three. It'll say. Yeah. Okay. What about the uh, What about the two below you? Are we waiting for those? Uh, their turn has. It's on their yet. turn. Oh, yeah. Okay. This is just on the, the This is gotcha. just the two heavily armored dudes. I don't know spells. It's okay. That's okay. You just not your boots. job to know spells. It's your job to know death. Sixteen damage each, my friends. Woohoo! Yes. All right. Love so at the spell. start of their turn, both of them just wince in pain almost from uh just from the very air around them but they manage to stay upright the one swings at carlton he's they both got long swords and all right he's actually going to attack you twice with his long sword uh first is a 20 not natural yeah that that's gonna cut uh six slashing damage all right uh halved because i'm raging Yep. Second attack. Uh, that's a 22 to hit. That's also going to cut me. Uh, so that's a nine slashing damage. So four because I'm raging. Uh, this one is going to move next to Soria. Uh, now he gets disadvantage on his first attack because of her 
uh, mocking him viciously. And fortunately, his first attack, thanks to her mocking, does not hit. His pride was too hurt. What story is max HP? Uh, at the moment, her max HP is 30. Okay, thank you. She is a bard and is not heavily armored in any way. So his first, uh, he's still mulling over the harsh things that she said to him. And words hurt, man. So he misses with his first attack. Oh. oh. His second attack is a natural 20. I'm so- afraid that. Well, them are the rules. I'm going to sad drink to that. So that's 12 slashing damage on Soria. Uh, I'm going to obviously be on the my phone for that. Um, <laughs> you get to yeah, so he he makes up for the fact that she she said some very nasty <laughs> things about his mother. And yeah, uh, it is her turn. She is super unhappy with that hit. Uh, so she is going to, okay, she's going to cast some cure wounds on herself. All right. So she's going to get seven hit points back because, ow. Yeah, sure. Um, she is going to inspire Bernie. Uh, so Bernie, you get a D6 on your next, on, for the next minute, you can use a D6 to add to an attack, a save, or a skill check. Ooh. Because she can, she can inspire more than one person at a time. Uh, she is going to be done. It is now the squishy cultist's turn. They are going to make some wisdom saving. They're going to yeah, attempt to make are. some wisdom saving throws. Imagine their uh, wisdom's higher. Uh, we'll a little out. bit, but it's not amazing. <laughs> That's a nine. Uh-uh. Uh, so that was the one on the left that was being flanked by Travancore. The one on the right rolled a 20. Well, so, that's going to do it. Half- so he takes half damage, but still damage. I tried okay. to hex them. It didn't work. <laughs> so let me do the roll, because it's a different turn. Yeah, because this happens at the beginning of their turn. So depending on how much damage you do, they take be interesting. nine and, I guess, four damage. Okay. So the one next to Jonathan uh, is still standing, but he looks super hurt. Uh, the one that Travancore and Shadow are flanking finally takes some damage. That one is going to now reach out with his hand. Uh, Travancore, he's going to turn on you, and he is going to try to inflict wounds on you. That's a 19. That, that'll hit. Mostly he rolls pretty poorly. So, um, Travancore, you take 13 necrotic damage uh, as he reaches out and grabs your shoulder and you feel dark energy just course through you. But I like my color. <laughs> the other one, Jonathan, he's going to try to sacred flame you. Uh, so, Jonathan, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Done. Fuck. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, right. Lord. So what? you Ugh. are going to take, <laughs> fortunately, you only take two radiant damage. Woo. Okay. Uh, they are done. Bernie. It is oh, hold turn. on. He is. Oh. oh, wait. He started his turn next to, or he ended his turn. Either way. Uh, either way, yeah. That guy's going to take flame sphere damage. He has to make a, what? A, Dexterity he a, saving throw. All right. How much damage did you just take, Jonathan? Two? Two. Dose. Uh, I'm assuming a nine is not enough dexterity to avoid your flaming sphere. It is not. But okay. fortunately, now he takes minimal damage. Uh, the wah, dice wah. giveth and the dice taketh away. 
No he fucking is, shit. Jesus. He is super unhappy, but it is Bernie's turn. All right. So with a concentration spell, if I decide to do something else, you can do another you can do an instantaneous spell, but you if you cast another concentration, then your first concentration goes away. You can only have one concentration at a time. But I can do a non-concentration spell is what you're telling me. That's correct. All right. You can basically you can keep the concentration going on your guardians and cast something else that's an instantaneous. Okay, I'm going to. You can multitask. Multitask. Oh, that's a concentration spell. Fuck that shit. <laughs> that's a concentration spell. That's a concentration spell. You have a lot of concentration spells. I do have a lot of concentration. Wait, no, I have Guiding Bolt. That is an instantaneous. I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt on the asshole. Well, hold on. Let me think about this. What do you guys think? Who who needs the most help? Because it looks like this one guy is just constantly harassing Jonathan. Well, he'll be dead soon. He'll be dead soon. Who seems the least dead? Me. The one that... I'm the least dead. Well... No, I mean like the not of you guys, of the people well, you you're specify. fighting. Roll a perception check. Oh, I'm so good at perception, y'all. But this is gonna. Having said that, it's gonna get botched. Gonna get botched. Sixteen. Uh, nah, that's pretty, okay, pretty good. Uh, the one next to Jonathan is smoking and kind of on fire and is super duper duper hurt. The one that Travancore and Shadow are flanking. Is still looking pretty healthy and hale. He he was only hit the once. Uh the two that are the one that's on Car- Carlton and the one that's on Soria, both of them have taken some damage, but both of them look like bags of meat, and they don't look very hurt at all. Okay. Um Meat bags. Meat bags. Yeah, I'm meat gonna bags. cast guiding bolt at the meat bag. Which one? The one on Soria or the one on Carlton? The one on Carlton. I can go okay. get Soria's, because I can take care of my guy. Okay, fine. The one on Soria. I get three attacks. Okay. okay, so I need to make a spell attack, which my spell attack modifier is super amazing right now. My spell attack modifier is plus eight. Okay. Just like my melee attack modifier. All right, 22. That hits. That hits. Oh, and then I get to do 4d6 radiant damage. So, yeah. That's so yeah. 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 All right. He takes 13 radiant damage. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Your guiding bolt arcs around your bard friend, slamming into this guy's uh, right shoulder, making him reel a bit. It actually kind of punches through his armor and it, it looks like it did some good damage. I said, bless you. Anything else? Nope, we're golden. All right, Shadow and Travancore, it is your turn. Reeling from that necrotic damage and that touch, Travancore goes back into his stance and tries to launch two arrows at this guy right in front of him. All right. And I have an advantage, too, so, well, I don't know if I need it. 26 for the first roll, but let's crit fish, shall we? We shall. So, yeah, 26 for the first attack. (laughs) Ah, yes. A 26 definitely hits. Would you say you're letting it go? I I would say that. I wouldn't sing it. Soria might sing it. Yeah. Well, in any case, um, I'm going to roll my damage for that first arrow. It's going to do 10 damage. All right. 
And let's go for that same one, same guy. And okay. advantage once again. 26 again. And <laughs> crit fishing. Yeah, so so 26. And let's do some more damage to him. Sure. That'll do six damage. All right. So moments ago, he was looking pretty healthy. And now he's looking just as hurt as his comrade and is reeling, trying to look at both you and your bear at the same time. Uh, anything else you'd like to do? I say, if you want some, come get some. And I am my turn. <laughs> he doesn't know exactly how to respond to that. Um, Carlton, it is your turn. Just now remembering that I'm stronger now that I've uh, released some of my excess weight. I'm going to go ahead and attack this guy, not once, not twice, but thrice. All right. Using uh, my extra attack and my frenzy as a bonus action. So first attack. Let's go ahead and roll that d6 that she gave me. <gasps> oh, okay. Oh, man. I forgot about that d6. So that comes to a combined uh, 13, which is probably not going to hit, so I wasted it. 13 sadly does not hit. King off of his shield. All right. Uh, my second uh, attack. Fuck my dice tonight, really. Natural one, all right, and then my frenzied attack. He grins and laughs at you. 14, just, you know what? Uh, I, I thought axe. you didn't Fuck want this help axe. on this one, Carlton. So your first attack, you, uh, you use your inspiration from Soria and manage to solidly hit him, but he uh, brings his shield up just in time. Your second attack, surprised at how quickly this guy moves, just sinks into the dirt in your feet. And as he laughs at you, you're usually able to shrug that kind of uh, mocking off. But this time, for some reason, it it hits you and you're not able to hit him. Anything else you'd like to do? I'm going to wallow in my own despair. Oh, wait, I'm going right. to like, as he's, I'm like, you know what? Hold on. Give me one second. Next time it's my turn. And I sit there and start sharpening my axe. <laughs> All right. Well, while you do that, Jonathan, it is your turn. All right. Let's see if I can finish this dude off. I wing my uh, my flaming spear around and hit him again. So he needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Uh, 15? Oh, he almost gets out of the way. All right. It would have it saved last level, but not the fifth <laughs> level. But not this time. <laughs> Five damage. All right, you bring your flaming sphere around and it sinks into his back with uh, a foosh and it sets him alight and he goes down in a pile of ash and he is dead. Yay! All right, I turn around to... Uh, no, no, I I almost thought that I could uh, get both guys in a, in a burning hand, but I can't. So instead, I'm going to send... I'm going to cast Scorching Ray, and I'm going to send two rays at the guy in between Shadow and Jack. I'm going to send one ray at the at the dude uh, Carlton is uh, at the dude Soria is fighting. Okay, let's start with the one on Travancore and Shadow. It looks right, so nineteen. Nineteen hits. All right, and actually he's getting two. Uh, that's actually sixteen, not not ten, because it's plus eight. Yes, that also hits. All right. Go ahead and roll. Let's do the damage right. on him, and then we'll do the attack on the other guy. All right. Damn. He's going to get 12 damage. So your phasers come around through his torso. Would you he say dies. that they weren't set to stun? They were not. They they were set to kill, my friend. To kill. And they definitely killed. And Go ahead and I'm gonna roll your one attack on the one guy. on Soria. Yes. Uh, 17. Yes, that hits. All right. Go ahead and roll damage. Yay. All right, seven. Average. All right, he takes it and reels and 
looks like a stiff breeze could blow him over, but he is still alive. Boo. Anything else? I think I've done okay. Okay. So. Murder. Uh, every Fiery time murder. Turn, time to make a wisdom saving throw. I was about to say, what was that saving throw again? Wind All right. Up. So here's, here's the one on Carlton. That's a four. Here's the one on Soria. That's a five. Nope. Go ahead and roll damage. Ten. Ten total? Ten okay. total. All right. The one on Soria. So he gets slammed into by Jonathan Scorching Ray, and he seems to recover enough. And then the very air just coalesces into his body and chokes the life out of him, and he dies. Um, the other one is still standing. The one that's been harrying Carlton. He is still alive. Okay, so that was the beginning of their turn. The one's dead. The other one is going to... The other one's going to take his long sword in both hands and go after Carlton. Does that mean he doesn't get two attacks, or is he just losing it versatile? So he could have actually done three attacks before, because he's got a short sword, but he's decided not to pull the short sword, and he's using his long sword two hands. Because he's a veteran, he gets to do some versatile things. However, his first attack of a seven, I'm sure, does not hit. Nah. Does a 16 hit? Nope. Or I'm sorry, wait, we've... It's a plus five. Okay. I'm sorry. It's a 19. Ah, damn it. I would like 16 better. Uh, Yeah, 19 will hit. Yeah. All right. So he does get you once. So that's nine slashing damage. All right. And four because I'm raging. Soria is up next. She is going to viciously mock this guy. Because screw this guy. And then let me make sure I do this right this time. So he must make a wisdom saving throw. He does save, so he doesn't take any damage. Those guys are dead, so Bernie, it is your turn. Ooh, it's my turn. Um, I'm going to heal everybody. Yay! Huzzah! Because they don't sound very Yay for healing. Alright, I'm going to cast Prayer of Healing up to six creatures. I don't have any damage, so basically everybody who has damage... And, oh, there was a thing that happens when I do healing spells. Remember I had to make that note last time? Like, oh. Yes, you do some extra healing. I do extra healing. What is that? (laughs) Did you write it down? Healing, Um, extra healing. Creature gains an additional hit points to two plus the spells level. So everybody is going to get four hit points on top of what I cast. Sweet. All right. 13 plus four. 17. Nice. Everybody gets 17 points of healing. I'm a good... back to full. Soria's back to full as well. Me too. Everybody. Yeah. Gets everyone's heals. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Nope. That's it. All right. Travancore and Shadow. All right. One guy left. I think I know what Travancore is going to do. Okay. Actually, let me think. Um, first, I might have Shadow Banana around to get this guy in flanking, just in case I can't get the job done. So a little bit of insurance. Okay. Yeah, do uh, that. I think he can. What's Shadow's movement again? Uh, 30. Yeah, he can do that. He's up against, he's literally in the corner of the room to do it, uh, just so you know, but he can flank with Carlton. That's perfect. All right. But hopefully you won't need it, because two arrows are going on this guy. Arrow number right. one, fly. Will the 23 hit? Definitely. Sweet. Let me roll the damage for that one. And that arrow will do 10 points of damage. All right. 
and it then- sinks into his thigh and he it hurts enough that he actually doubles over a little bit but he is still alive nice and here comes arrow the second i'm guessing a 12 will not hit him though no that one he he manages to straighten up and block with his shield just in time crap all right i have my turn carlton it's your turn all right flanking flanking I, I i set down my whetstone and be like all right let's see how this does now <laughs> all right 14 and with advantage 27 for the first attack that definitely hits and that'll hit for 17 and then the second attack okay hits for 27 again okay with 14 uh 16 because i forgot about my rage bonus uh damage and then because fuck it i'm gonna go ahead and i'm still frenzying 16 and crit fishing nope so 16 and that matches right 16 just barely hits all right and that's gonna be for uh 15 as the fabulous matt mercer likes to say how would you like to do this? Woo! So on which one of the three did he go down at? Uh, he actually went down on the first one, but you were so excited. That's what I was hoping for. <laughs> so the first one hits, and I see him go down. I'm like, how's this for sharp, motherfucker? And I just keep stabbing it with the axe. Okay. Yeah, he he dies, and you dismember him. It's Shadow actually kind of gives you this feral grin, which Travancore, you find a, a little disturbing, but he enjoys watching you just like hack this thing, this guy to pieces. I turn uh, back to my compatriots. I'm like, my axe is sharp now. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Okay. So first, you get a total of 1,950 experience Ooh. for the lot of you. What would you like to do next? Where'd the, the Fruly lady go? Yeah, find Frulam Dathmon. We'll say it's still moments after combat uh, for the purposes of Jonathan's Flaming Sphere, depending on what you decide to do. This is a smallish room. Uh, It's probably only about 60 to 70 feet wide. It's got a dirt floor, wood paneled walls, and a wood ceiling. You get the, the sense that you're in some kind of basement room. There's no windows. There is one door that was directly in front of you. It would have been to your north that when you appeared, you had a moment to see Frulam at. She ordered the the four that were in here to attack you and then she slammed the door after her and that was the last that you saw of her that was at this point because it's only been a couple of rounds maybe about 45 seconds ago let's go after that door okay door is locked let's kick down that door i would like to since i'm still raging it hasn't been a full minute i would like to kick it down it hasn't i would like or at least uh, what's this what's the door made of it seems to be made of uh, hardwood. It seems hardwood. to be a well-made door, but it's just wood. If he's right, still raging, I saw my cloud of Kelly rolling. Yes, we are All still right. within a minute. That That's why I said for the purposes of this. I'm going to hack and slash with my great axe. Okay, go ahead and roll some attacks. Uh, So 21. Okay, 21 definitely hits your door. And then it's going to hit it for 16. You slam your axe into the door. It splinters and you hear a a, a crash. It doesn't quite break it down yet. Would you Is like there to a big gash two? in the middle? Not really a big gash. Enough so I could like poke my head in and take a look? Uh, uh, you can't quite uh, do the uh, here's Johnny Damn just it. yet. You've, <laughs> s- you've done a, a good amount of damage to it, but you've kind of splintered it. You're not looking to do a hole. You were looking to like break down the door. Yeah. So it's not like there's a hole. You're, you're, you've been aiming to try to cause door to go away um so give me a second attack all right if you want to keep attacking it yeah uh unnatural 20 
All right, you definitely hit the door. For another 16. Okay. Uh, you are able to aim it really nicely up by the hinge this time, and you break the door off of uh, one of its hinges, and it comes loose, and at this point, you can just kind of push it open. What you see in front of you is an empty hallway, which is a little weird, considering what's going on. It's, a, it's an empty hallway. You can see about uh, 30 feet down the hallway, stairs leading up, and to your right, you can see another wooden door. But nobody's in the hallway. Let's go. All right, where are you going? Let's test the wooden door to the right real quick, but I have a feeling she ran up the hallway. Okay, you run into the hallway. Uh, try the door. Door is locked. Can we do a perception check to see if there's anyone behind that door, like ear to the door? Get, go ahead and give me a perception check. I'll say that you can run up to it and kind of listen real quick before Carlton decides to give it an axe test. I got a 13. Okay. Uh, you don't hear anything. Okay. Well, Carlton, break it down. So I'm hacking and slashing at a door again? You're hacking and slashing at another door. I mean, unless someone wants to try to pick the lock or do something else to it. But do we have anybody uh, who can do that? 12. Would that be sleight of hand? That would be a sleight of hand, yes. I, I have a pretty good sleight of hand bonus, actually. So. Oh, well, I hacked it for 12. That's fine. Let's just... Yeah. Or that's, that's the, the attack roll is 12. Attack is 12? Okay. Yeah. It's at an awkward-ish angle because you were, you're kind of charging forward. You're still in a rage, but you do manage to hit the door. All right, and that's going to hit four. So just as Travancore is like, I could try to... Nine. Thunk! That's going to hit for nine. Uh, you sink your axe into it. This is another kind of fairly thick but wood door. It splinters a little bit, but it still is on its hinges and holding. Do you uh, want to keep hacking at it? Do you want to do yeah, something else? Yeah, I mean, do you I love going? hacking. If anybody else has objections to me hacking, I'm go for it. I'm just going to sit here patiently with nine million iterations of Kelly rolling and wait. My flaming spear and I are, I'm kind of like doing a, a, I'm kind of low to the ground. I'm ready to go. And my flaming spear is behind me and it's rolling back and forth impatiently. Like BB-8. Right. Yeah, uh, just so you uh, know, you've probably only got another 10 to 15 seconds on any of your minute-long concentration spells. So the Flaming yeah, so Spear... so 13 for the attack roll. That hits? It's going to hit for 19. Okay. Once again, after the first initial hit, you kind of peg a weak spot. You smack into it. This time, you actually knock the lock and the, the knob off the door, and the door creaks in inward and slams against the back wall. When you look inside, as the door pounds open, this looks to be a storage room. It's um, small, dark. There are no lights on. It's cool down here. Uh, you can see a bunch of boxes and barrels, uh, but you don't initially see any people. Can I smash them, guys? Let's keep running down the hallway. All right. You're going to abandon the room and go down the hallway? Yeah. Okay. You go down the hallway, um, as you come up the stairs, the stairs go up half a flight, reach a landing, and go up another half a flight, and reach another closed door. Oh, I think this time I want to try and pick the lock. Okay. You head towards the door, uh, kind of holding Carlton back, and uh, at this point, your concentration spells have ended. So, the flaming sphere does go away, your rage goes away... All of that funness goes away. Uh, go ahead and... I, I turn to my compatriots. I go, namaste. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Travancore, roll me a sleight of hand check. All right. Oh, seven. <laughs> That's not going to okay. do it. You know that namaste doesn't mean goodbye, right? <laughs> Are you proficient in sleight of hand? It means peace, right? 
it means sort of. I'll explain it later. Right, but my rage has ended. I am now calm. Oh, nope. yeah, well. I'm not. Okay, and do you have thieves' tools? Uh, let me double check. Let's see. Do, do, I do not have thieves' tools. Okay, you manage to pull out a little piece of metal out of somewhere and do your best to try to pick the lock, but you're kind of out of practice and you don't have the right tools. Can I give him a hairpin? Can we assume that I have hairpins? We can assume you have hairpins if you would like to pick the lock. You can give, uh, what? anyone can give it a sleight of hand try. What's my sleight of hand? <laughs> I just roll. <laughs> I'm oh, going to try because I have no modifier on it and I think it'd be funny. I got a two. Bernie sidles up with a hairpin, <laughs> sticks the hairpin in the lock, and is in the process of giving Travancore a cheeky grin when the hairpin goes dink and actually breaks off in the lock. Oof. Does that right. prevent us from sleight of hands, or should I? Can I try? Uh, it's not going to prevent you. It just made the DC go up a bit. Oh, I'll give it a shot. I have a Dex of three. <laughs> Boom, twenty-one. Sleight of hand check. Okay, Carlton walks up, and in his now calm state, with his big beefy fingers, manages to grab the little bit of the hairpin that's still in there, and goes, and the door unlocks. Bravo. I turn to I turn to uh, Bernie. I I kind of cut my hands together. Kind of do a little. Couldn't have done it without you, little buddy. That's that's still not. But that's okay. We'll talk about world religions later. And I say Namaste to Carlton. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the door is unlocked. Nah, I'm a stay. <laughs> oh my god! Fuck me. Fuck me. <laughs> and that's the name of the episode. Namaste. Namaste. Nah, nah, I'm a stay. All right, door's unlocked. Let's go through inside. What's inside okay. door number? This is three now that we've barged through like an idiot. As you barge through door number three, it actually takes you outside. You find yourself in a small courtyard in what looks to be kind of a, a stables or a warehouse or a way station kind of thing. It's the middle of the day and it's raining. It's kind of this gray overcast rain with a little bit of drizzle coming down. It's a bit of a disaster area and and it's there's just chaos everywhere. You see um, off to your left are a series of stables where obviously there had been a lot of horses but you can see that most of the stalls are now completely empty there's only a couple of horses still left there are currently people running towards those horses you can see a couple of people on horseback leaving through a front gate area that's uh, directly opposite of where you guys are there is a building off to the right that seems to be more a part of this complex that you hear yelling and screaming from inside. There is a smaller building that's next to the main entrance. You can see the main entrance are these two big wood doors that are open. 
that these these horsemen are fleeing through. Next to it is this smaller building where the door into it has obviously been broken down. Carlton, it looks like somebody got to it and broke it down before you. And there's currently oh. a couple of people next to that door in a fist fight. There's like three or four guys just like pounding into each other. Directly in front of you, you see a larger man um, he's wearing some ornate armor and is trying to order people into some semblance of of he's trying to dampen the chaos. You hear him point to the people uh, that are fighting next to the, the door and say, cut that out or I will cut you down myself. And he points to the, the guys that are going after the horses and says, touch those horses and I will kill you. Uh, he grabs a cultist who is running by him, almost by the scruff of the neck, and says, we will protect our mistress to our breath, to our last breath, or I will wring the breath out of you and like yanks him back onto his feet. You see, there's a couple of, of other cultists next to him. As you guys burst through the door, he turns and looks at you. Uh, he, he's he got kind of this resigned look on his face. I want to go, fight, fight, fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really loudly <laughs> so that they well, can hear. He He definitely hears and he says, there will be no kissing. Surrender now. Or die at the insistence of my mistress. And right, he, he uh, you mean you points die. his longsword at you. Do you get to kiss her? No, of course not. I get to die for her. No, I mean, she's your mistress. Is that like... I mean, you keep using that word. We should tell his wife. I don't know yeah. if it means what you think it means. So is she like your side piece? Marriage I don't is care what us. you think it means. I'm here to stop you. Or die trying. And I, just, I say, oh, no, I'm just uh, curious, sir, to know, like, she's named after a strawberry. It doesn't sound like she'd be very interesting in bed. <laughs> I point at my staff at him and I say, sir, unless you are, as my friend here insinuated, kissing or sleeping with this woman, uh, she's not worth dying for. And that's what's going to happen here, pal. I'm insinuating that even if you are doing those things, she's not worth dying for. I just want to clarify that. And he calls back, if I die for her and if I die for my god, then it is in a worthy pursuit. And he points to, he's, he's managed to gather four cultists next to him and he points to you with his sword and he says, cut them down. Sir, I once knew a woman who could eat men with her vagina, but that did not make her a god. <laughs> you do see a quizzical look on his face <laughs> I'm still pointing at him and I give her this look like as we roll initiative and I look up at Jonathan uh, and I go ha! I go like this I go oh god I go go ahead and roll some initiative while I put some people on the board okay cool Travancore what's your initiative six and Carlton uh seventeen and Jonathan nineteen and I'll get to Soria in a second. Bernie. Nine. This guy, his dexterity is probably not amazing. Oh, right, okay. Right. But <laughs> they are inspired. And Soria is a 17 because bards. 
Uh, what's her dex modifier? Uh, four. Plus four. All right, she goes before me. It looks like with the threat of imminent death from this commanding officer of a sorts, the cultists that have formed up around this guy are inspired to fight. And they charge forward, uh, scimitars in hand, to attack. This one is going to go to Travancore. They they just kind of run straight forward at the, the four people right in front of them. So each of you are going to get a cultist. You get a cultist. And you get a cultist. Everyone Thanks, gets Oprah. a cultist. Uh, so they pull some wicked-looking scimitars out. So the one on Travancore. Uh, 16? That'll hit. He is going to slash you for six damage. The one on Jonathan, also a 16. That'll hit. He's gonna slash you for three damage. Bernie! <laughs> of the eight. Nope. Probably not. And Carlton, eight. No. All right. These guys rush forward and only half of them are successful. Jonathan, it is your turn. You have a line of cultists in front of you. Carlton? Yeah, buddy? Are things going to have to wait? I figured. Because there's a really good spot for you to put a flaming spear to hit four people at once. No, yeah, well, you're not wrong. Not a flaming spear. Fireball! Oh, shit. Oh, shit. What is Pulling out the fireball. So I'm going to put a fireball right on that stupid guy's face. And by stupid guy, I assume you mean the heavily armored dude. The heavily armored dude. dude. And All so right. the 20-foot radius should cook everyone that is not my friend. Does it Does it hit? Well, if you put it right on him, a 20-foot radius would hit all of your friends. 20-foot. Oh, so that not, uh, it has to be right behind him. Behind him. 5, 10, 15. It needs to be two squares behind him. Okay. So 5, 10, 15. Yeah, if you put it all two right. squares behind him. Well, I think him. I can sculpt it around us, but I'm not going to bother. I'm just going to danger close it. All right, so I toss the... The little, the little tiny fire that goes, and it sails over everyone's head, lands two squares behind that guy, and then kaboom, and every one of those people needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. All right. So we'll start with leader dude in the back. (laughs) Nine probably does not save. Uh, And then we'll do the cultist from left to right. Eight, 17, uh, 19, and 5. Okay, so I'm assuming the two dudes in the middle are only going to take half of this. Well, what does the spell say? Uh, What's your gonna, DC? No, no, what, what I'm saying is, I, I'm looking at those, and I'm assuming the two guys that did say, the DC is 16. So uh, if the DC is 16, then only one of them saved. The one in front of Bernie is the only one who rolled above us, uh, rolled a 16 or higher. Great! Or no, I'm sorry, sorry. Sorry, two of them did. The one in front of Jonathan in front of you and the one in front of Bernie rolled to save. Right, the two dudes so, in the middle. Okay. Yes. All right, so they're they're going to take half of this and everyone else is going to take full of this. All right. Jesus Christ. Whoa! Yeah, oh, fireball is a nuclear missile. Okay. 27. Okay, half of 27. 13. 13. Okay. These, the one in front of Travancore and the one in front of Carlton, scream incoherently and immediately die. Thanks for clearing the way, buddy. Yep. Uh, the two in 
that's saved are breathing heavy and look like they could fall over at any second. I have a the, really cool idea, by the way. The leader dude in the back, uh, his armor is smoking and he looks frazzled and injured, but is still standing. And I say, ha, rejoice. You have become one with the flame. Would you like to do anything else or did you want to drop another nuclear bomb? I would love to <laughs> drop another one, but um, I can't. <laughs> I would love to drop another one. (laughs) Yeah, fireball is no joke. For future reference, fireball hits all creatures. Is it affected by your sculpt so that it won't hit your allies? It is affected by my sculpt as it is an evocation. And for for those listening at home, this version of fireball does uh, 8d6. Fireball is is nothing to laugh at. Um, Soria, super impressed is going to uh, not be able to do anything nearly as awesome. Uh, She will viciously mock the one in front of you, Jonathan, and he will make a wisdom saving throw. He will fail a wisdom saving throw. (laughs) He will take one point of psychic damage and he will die. (laughs) (laughs) From mockery. (laughs) Damn it! Death by mockery! I was so close to frying all those fucks. The ones who saved are like on death's door. So seriously, this guy thinks that he's awesome, that he survived your your nuclear fireball. And then Soria says, you will never be as powerful as Jonathan the Magimuscular. And knowing the truth of this statement, he clutches his heart and falls over dead. And see, meanwhile, I'm flexing while it's not my turn. So in my mind, he died because I he saw he gazed upon my magically mighty muscles. Yeah, and that's the end of her turn, Carlton. It is your turn. So I'm going to kind of zigzag up to the biggin by going in front of Zoria, and then. Uh... So just so you know. That guy will still get an attack of opportunity on you. Oh, right, he is. You are within. In that case, I'm just going to go straight two squares so that I'm never within more than five feet. Perfect. And I'm going to go ahead and plant my axe into uh, Mr. Armored over there. Okay. And I have two attacks. So, uh, 21. That hits. All right. And then attack two. Uh, 12, I'm guessing, does not. It does not. His his armor is a little little sturdier than that. Come on, don't fuck me. Don't fuck me. I'll take it. 15. Okay, uh, he takes that, and he's looking super hurt and unhappy. Anything else? Uh, nah, I'm good. Okay, Bernie, it is your turn. Okay. <laughs> You've got one guy in front of you. He is the only guy that seems to be left besides Big Bad Dude. So just, just poke him. I'm going to cast Spiritual Weapon. Okay. And it's going to be shaped like a vagina, but with <laughs> teeth. <laughs> okay and i'm going to cast it in between the two bad guys actually no i can cast it wherever so i'm gonna cast this who has flanking on the big bad with carlton's diagonaliness you can do that and i do would a 23 hit uh yes a 23 so crit definitely just gets in case day. nope okay 23 hits and then i get to do 1d8 plus my spell casting 11 damage and it's gobbling damage, I would like to be very clear. <laughs> I guess that's what, piercing? Maybe? Because the teeth? Gobbling. I'm... Buddy, <laughs> do you think this vaginal spiritual weapon disturbs them? I 
I think he is pretty disturbed. Uh, and we'll say bludgeoning just for the fun of it. Although it's force damage, I know. Best vagina and- monologue ever. <laughs> oh my god. Anything else well, you would like to do? Well, as a bonus action, I can move this weapon now in flanking between me and the little bad guy and do this all over okay. again. You can. Okay, so there's a 23. Yeah, 23. That hits. Hey. <laughs> roll roll a one. Uh, <laughs> Eleven damage. And I would okay. I would like it to literally gobble him up so that I can look at the big bad and say, I told you I knew a lady who had a vagina who could eat people. Uh <laughs> you do. And for for the briefest of moments, this cultist that you kill with your toothy vagina almost looks happy. <laughs> That's <laughs> with that disturbing image, Travancore and Shadow, it is your turn. All right. You know what? I feel like Shadow's been left out of the fun a lot. I think he has just enough movement to move behind Mr. Armorall. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, with 30 he can he can he can go Do you want him in flanking with the flaming sphere or with Carlton? Uh with Carlton. Okay. And we're gonna do a bite first. Okay. S- Seventeen with uh, flanking. That does hit. All right, so 17 does hit, so we'll roll the damage darnage for uh, for that one. That'll do eight damage, and then we'll do okay. the claw. And with advantage, crit fishing, it'll be, no, nah, it'll be an 18. Now that hits. And Five. is he doing all three of his attacks? Oh, that's right, he has one more. Yeah. He does. If he uses the attack action, he gets three attack. 21, let's crit fish. <laughs> Natural 20! We actually caught something. Oh Sweet. Oh, God. I will make you fishermen of dice. Enablers, go ahead and drink. All right. Go ahead and roll damage for Shadow. Do I get an extra uh, die for Tony or no? So, what would you normally roll for Shadow? What would his normal damage be on this hit? Uh, One die, four plus four. So he now gets two die, four plus four. Wonderful. Well, six. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That was anticlimactic. You literally rolled the lowest he possibly could. Oh, shit. All right. Uh, Anything else? Nah, that's it. I say good bear, Shadow. The vagina snaps playfully at Shadow. Good job, bear buddy. <laughs> that, wait a minute. How does that work? I don't want to know. Just, I don't want to know how it works. Going like, or more like, hi. hi, 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 hi. <laughs> that's me sideways, yeah. you see. Yeah. I don't want to know how it works. I'm just going to accept that it does. Okay, it is his turn. He is looking super hurt. He doesn't look surprised. Uh, to be honest, he, he actually is kind of resigned, but he is not yet giving up. So the first thing he's going to do is cast Misty Step. So those Ooh. of you who are next to him see him surrounded by this silvery mist. He seems to fade from view, and then he appears way over here. Do I get an attack of opportunity? And no, you do not, because he turned to mist and mistied away and he is gonna put his he's like blue balling himself he is putting his fingers into his mouth and whistling and as he whistles you see two red flaming drakes come running from uh they come running from the building that's kind of to your right the larger building they come running out. One immediately runs up to Carlton. The other immediately runs up to Shadow. 
and the two of them are going to attack the one on Carlton. First, he's going to try to bite you, but a 10 probably doesn't hit. Nah. And then he'll try to smack you with his tail. <laughs> and a 12 probably doesn't hit. Nope. Question, uh, for creatures that have multi-attack, with attacks of opportunity, do they get both two to attack with for the opportunity, or just one? Just one. Okay. And unless you have something that says otherwise, it has to be a basic melee attack. Um, but yeah, you just get one attack. Because gotcha. uh, it's not considered an attack action, it's, it's considered a reaction. a reaction. That's what I thought. I just wanted to check before I ran away. Yeah, sure. The one on Shadow, first, he's going to try to bite him. <laughs> and that's not going to hit. Nope. And that's not going to hit. All right. These guys come running out. They are fearsome and they fail miserably. Uh, Jonathan, it is your turn. I say, I guess it's time for our trick. Uh, Jonathan, I mean, we can, but I can reach him with my normal movement. I figure you can, but I I can recover that spell slot, and we can do it again when we run into into fr- with Frulam. And I okay. I, so I say, Carlton, go! And I say, haste. I start like <laughs> running in place, like kicking up dirt, like Roadrunner style. All right, so, you casted haste on Carlton. Here is what haste does. Choose a willing creature that you can see within range. Until the spell ends, the target's speed is doubled. He gains a plus two bonus to AC, has advantage on dexterity saving throws, and gains an additional action each of his turns. That action can be used only to take an attack, one weapon only, dash, disengage, hide, or use an object action. All right. Would you like to do anything else on your turn, Jonathan? I would like to move, like to swing around and. Uh, I'm actually going to move behind Shadow and yeah, behind uh, sh- no, uh, where's Shadow? I'm gonna move with Soria. I'm gonna move yeah. with Soria. So I'm gonna go stand next to Soria. All right, you you go stand next to Soria. It is her turn, uh, Carlton. She is gonna use the last of her Bardic Inspiration and inspire you, so you get another D6. <laughs> This is great. Because she sees Jonathan haste you. She knows what this is and wants you to basically slaughter things. And then she will viciously mock the uh, drake in front of you. So it's going to make a wisdom saving throw. But it succeeds. So she is all done. Carlton, it is your turn. Do 20 million things. Yes, I will do... Uh, the most amounts of things. I'm just pulling up haste in my player's manual here so I can have the stuff in front of me and not forget about it. Then advantage on dexterity. All right, cool. So I'm kind of road, run- road running, you know, and that I feel all fast, and I'm just going to zoom straight towards uh, Big Baddie over there. All right, so you're going to take the attack of opportunity from the puppy? Yes. Okay. Uh, he will try to bite at you. <laughs> he will not succeed. What is your AC right now, Carlton? Uh, before haste or without haste? With haste. Or after haste. With haste, 19. His, his AC is kind of impressive. Okay. All right, you, you run up to the leader dude. I will have my first attack, uh, 13. That does not hit. Second attack, 27. That does hit. And, then and actually, haste... I, shouldn't, I should try to not answer quite so quickly so that you can use your inspiration. But yes, second oh, right, attack hits. It. I could have. All right. And then I will hastily use my third attack. I will use my... I'm not gonna... Mm-hmm, hold on. Wait, don't tell me yet. Nine. Let's see. So, I think uh, uh, one is I an automatic don't think, miss. 
Well, I was yeah, gonna say even you... with the bardic, I don't think I would have enough if well, I rolled it, max. It wouldn't matter. Yeah, uh, with an attack, a uh, natural one is an automatic miss. Alright, I, I attack too hastily. Yes. So, right. one attack one hits. Hit. Yep. You're just not used to being hasted yet, it's the first time, and so you're, you're a little, you're like wired on coffee. Uh, it's gonna hit for 12. You nail him in his upper shoulder, just like, straight down into his clavicle, uh, and as you yank the axe out, he actually drops his shield to hold on to the, the wound and is looking like he's super hurt. Anything so, else? Metagaming a little bit. Dropping his Don't shield. Don't metagame. AC goes down. Don't metagame. All right, sorry. I'm just trying to figure out this thing. All right, anyways. I know. Uh, what would you like to do? Anything else? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to smile and laugh maniacally at his face. <laughs> Who's fast now, motherfucker? He looks resigned. Uh, Bernie, it's your turn. All right. Um, I'm going to move the spiritual vagina a little bit closer to this first drake so it can attack. And that's like less than five feet, right? That is five feet, exactly. Okay, perfect. So it's going to attack. Okay. All right, 23, does that hit? It does. And it was a 1d8, right? Yeah, 1d8. So I do 13 damage. Ouch. This guard drake, it's smaller than some of the ones you've encountered, and it looks super hurt by that. All right. I am then going to move up 10 feet to be in flanking. With the other you one? You personally? No, no, my... The, the <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Hold on. You're the force <laughs> badge. The force badge. I'm going to move the spiritual vagina. I'm not going to say what I almost said. You're, you're, you've already said spiritual vagina a couple times. I can't imagine what you would possibly d- deign not to say. Okay, so it's going to bite... The spiritual vagina is going to bite the thing. The guard drake. The guard drake. Sure. 20 hits, I assume... 20 definitely hits. Oh, wait, I can crit fish. Hold on. All right, 19. I guess I did 11 damage because I already rolled the damage. All right. Both of these look super duper hurt. Anything else? It's going to snap at them. Uh, unlike the cultists that you devoured before, these dogs don't look, or uh, these um, lizards don't look happy. <laughs> they also probably have no clue what they're looking at. <laughs> no, no, they don't. Uh, Shadow and Travancord, it's your turn. Alright, I see that lead guy. I think I can get into my sights. He's super hurt. So first arrow's going right for him. Okay, the one that Carlton's on? Or, yeah, the Carlton's on? Yeah, the one on. Carlton's on. Uh, okay. 13? 13 does not hit. You, Alright. You're trying to aim around Carlton and you just, just miss. Well, it's a good thing I have a second arrow then. 21. That definitely hits. Alright. damage. You got it. Five damage. Um, He has this resigned look on his face when he dies. It's actually kind of sad. Uh, the arrow plants into his throat, and he just silently collapses in front of Carlton. Well, that was anticlimactic. It's I a turn little around anticlimactic. And give a thumbs up to uh, a very hasty thumbs up to uh, Travancore. I give a thumbs up right back. Uh, As more, more he dies, the two Drakes, seeing this happen, uh, turn and run. The one that doesn't have anybody on it is running for the exit. The other one, Shadow, is going to get an attack of opportunity on. And, and so... so does my thing, remember? Yes, your thing does. So both of you get an attack of opportunity on it. Opportunity. So, ladies first. 17's going to hit, right? 17's going to hit. And you can crit fish. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you t- you do the attack while th- you're still in flanking. So I'll say you can crit fish. Okay, well, just early. See, it's going to do nine damage. Okay. You 
take a chunk out of its ass <clears throat> as Shadow then is going to swipe it. Shadow, being no fan of uh, Drake's in general. Alright, I have advantage. Ooh, 13 is the high one. Uh, 13 misses. Uh, this thing does manage to slip away. What's your speed? They're in a full-on just get the hell out of their mode so they go about 45 feet toward they manage to get to the main exit uh do you want to pursue uh i get i'll get a turn right uh if you would like to go after them then we will yes stay in initiative order and we'll keep going otherwise we'll if you want to let them go then yes they will end it there so it's up to you whether you want to pursue and keep attacking or let them go i can run up to them guys I don't know. They like. I feel like they're they're like basically dogs in a kennel. They're not our main quarry. That's right. Yeah. Even though I'd love to get more ROI on that uh, haste, uh, maybe maybe we can hastily make our way, and it'll still be active uh, when we find Freeland. Uh, how long minute. does haste stay? At, it's one minute. It's a minute. So you let them run away, and we'll say we're out of initiative. You get a total of one thousand two hundred experience. Like the other fight, uh, for the purposes, do you want to just charge towards something? Where where would you like to go and how quickly would you like to do it? I would like to go with haste. Ah. Ah, that Put guy. <laughs> uh, let's let's keep charging. I mean, let's try and find where Frulam went. I was going to say, our whole shtick is that we kind of go towards the chaos, right? Yeah, so let's keep going towards the chaos. Let's, yeah, yeah, let's go I to the like, most chaotic looking thing. I feel like we should, yeah. if he was like moving away, he was maybe moving to protect her, so shouldn't we go in the direction the big bad was going? Uh, so go ahead and roll me perception checks. Everybody roll me perception checks. Okay. Because you're asking some very good questions. Jonathan the Magimuscular gets a 12. Travancore. And, oh, sorry, go ahead, Travancore. 20, but not natural. And Bernie? 13. Carlton the Tank got 22. Okay, Bernie and Jonathan, there's chaos everywhere. It's just chaotic. Travancore and Carlton. Carlton, you kind of take in the battlefield. You're used to sussing out, even in a rage, even in bloodlust, you're used to sussing out the uh, a battlefield for its ebbs and flows. And while this is a little more weird and chaotic, it's also just a battlefield. There's stuff going on everywhere, but it seems like if you remember from the beginning of this fight, you thought that this guy was coming from the the building to your right. There's kind of this main building to your right that you almost came out of from the basement. Um, the other buildings seem to be more storage areas or, or uh, places to actually put horses, um, stables and things. Travancore, you take a look at the ground and you've tracked Frulam a couple of times and you pick out her footprints and you see that after she talked to a couple of people in this courtyard, she went into that main building on the right. Let's go! He was probably protecting her there. Let's go to the right. But I kind of try to do, run around in a circle with haste to see if I can create a dust devil. <laughs> this all takes like five seconds. Like okay, literally fine. the you fine, let Yeah, for for the sake of, you know, I'm I'm keeping track, you decide not to pursue these guy the the 
um, Gardrakes that flee. And in that moment of figuring out where to go next, both Carlton and Travancore figure out, all right, main building. You rush in through the front door. You don't encounter any immediate resistance. You enter into a, a large, basically kind of almost a tavern-like sitting area. This seems to be, now that you've been in this in this building for a couple of minutes now, you can see that this is kind of a roadhouse. Uh, this seems to be the main building. The bottom is obviously kind of an eating and drinking area. There are tables overturned and chairs. There's a bar off to the left, but it, it's covered in blood. Um, you see a couple of bodies. None of them are people that you recognize, but you don't see anyone living. To the right, there is a door. Uh, to the left behind the bar, you can see another door. I want to go behind the bar, and do I see any glasses? Uh, behind the bar, absolutely. There's, you know, kind I, of I'm in the more protected... I'm going to pour myself a drink while we figure out what to do. Okay. Uh, you rummage around. It takes about uh, 20 seconds to find something that's not broken, because this place seems to be kind of in disarray. You find a, a red wine, which is a little bitter, but hey, you know, whatever, it's drink. I was like, hey guys, we can go through this door, or we can go through that door. Also, I got wine. Even though I have a jug that makes wine. This tastes better because it's free. <laughs> and stolen. Free wine. Stolen, stolen wine tastes like the best. Jonathan, would you be able to do an arcana check to check for any magics that Frula might be using? Uh, sure. Yeah, roll an arcana check. Uh, oops, that is going to be a 12. Doesn't seem to be anything magical in this room. I'm a perception okay. check. I got an 8. <laughs> Dead bodies, broken chairs and tables. There was a fight. I'll do a perception check as well. Okay. 15. You see muddy tracks leading behind the bar to the door that Carlton is currently standing next to. Carlton, I chainsaw think... that bitch. What if it just opens? Have we I, I forgotten to, to just try the handle? <laughs> Carlton, in his hasted uh, condition, first goes to try to smash down the door. He pulls his axe back and Bernie calls out to him, just try the handle already. And because... He's your friend. He tries the handle. It's unlocked. Let's go through. Praise be to bay. It's unlocked. Just... You open the door. I want to smash wanna... my axe into it anyway. Okay. You turn the handle. You realize it's unlocked. You grab your axe again. Hit the door. Go ahead and roll an attack. I can't believe we're doing that. Uh, yeah, we should just go through the door. Can we just go through the door. Like, I know that you want to hit it, but I want to go to bed. 23. Ugh. You hit the door. As you hit the door, uh, your friends come rushing up behind you. and are like, just go through the door. All right. Fine, we'll go through the door. All right, you, when you hit it, because you've already because you've already seen that it's unlocked and turned the handle, it you don't do a lot of damage to it, but you swing it open, it goes doosh and hits the the door. Um, in front of you is another. It's basically a back room. It's it's a fairly large, what looks like a bedroom. You think that this might have been where an innkeeper would have had their their personal room if they were taking care of this place. As you guys just kind of enter the doorway you see as well as a bed and uh, a bureau and a window and a couple of things you do see frulam in uh at the far end of the room it's about a a 50 by 50 foot room she is standing a few feet away from a chest you can see she's got a pack in her in one hand and her halberd in the other she is facing the doorway and is and looks like she's been expecting you. And as you smash through the door and come in, she says, Well, I didn't think that they'd be able to hold you out for long. I'm assuming you're here for Thontorvax's beloved. 
That would be right. And we can kill you for it, or you can give it here. Uh, but you've been awful troublesome, so I'm sort of leaning towards murder. Lady, I've had a really long day, and I have a headache. Can you just hand it over? I want to go to bed. She points with her halberd to the chest that is about 15 feet away from her um, and says, it is in there. It is locked, but it is not trapped. If you let me leave, I promise you I will not bother you anymore, and it is yours to do with as you wish, but I will offer you, in exchange for my life, some words of warning, if you will hear me. You may speak. We're listening. The dragon that you bargain with, remember his chromatic color. Trust him as far as you can throw him. I know. I've made that mistake already. And she pulls back her halberd and kind of stands there expectantly and says, will you let me pass? Yeah, once you go ahead and hand us the thing, the beloved. Well, hold on, hold on. Let's let's get Soria to to verify it, and then we'll let her go. Yeah, it's in the chest, so we need her to hand it to us. I will remain away from you and it if you wish to take it as i said it's in that chest it is locked and she slowly takes her hand and she shoulders her pack and starts to reach into her pocket and says i will even give you the key but you will let me leave no we will let you leave if the thing is in there so give us the key and then we can all go our separate ways I'm going to point out that when she had her weapon and then she cast spiritual weapon, she just cast another version of her weapon. So she isn't the most imaginative person in the world. She reaches into her pocket very slowly, aware that you're all watching her. She pulls out a small gold key and she tosses it next to the chest, which is 40 feet across the room, uh, and says, there, take it but you let me leave. It would have been so much easier if you just walked over there and unlock it. Now you have to walk I over say, there and pick it up and I say, guys, it. I guys. have no interest in being anywhere near any of your blades. I say, Carlton, keep an eye on her. And if she tries to run, kill her. And I, and I say, okay. cover me for a second. And so I go over to the, to the key and unlock the chest. Okay. Wait, do you want to check it for traps? Uh, no. If it's trapped, kill her. Okay. Okay. Does a 20 hit your AC, Jonathan? It does. As you, so you say these things, and as you start to move across the room, the rug that's on the floor of this room, as soon as you step on it, it moves and shifts. And all of a sudden, it wraps around you as suddenly you are grappled by this giant, ornate rug on the floor. I yell, as soon as that happens, I yell, Carlton, kill her! Well, we can all roll initiative. Really? Really? Yep, we'll we'll roll initiative when we come back, as you have just decided to walk across her room without looking at anything and are now being attacked by a rug. Anyway, uh, when we come back, we'll see what happens with Jonathan in a rug and with Frulam and what happens next time on Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. Thanks for listening to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. Follow us on Twitter at Dungeon Drunks, or at our host podcast, at Glibshark. 
or www.libshark.com. And see you next encounter. <laughs>